Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you're listening to me. Yay! And it's after the 1st of January. We've made it to the new year. Happy New Year. (coughs) It can only get better, right? I don't know about that. So, listen, this is my first podcast of the new year. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I also want to be really frank and honest in my podcasts. And so, um, and I know what people are listening to and what they're not listening to. And so I try to like talk about the things that are interesting to other people. But more importantly, I talk about what's interesting to me. (laughs) And so um, today's topic, even though I know it's really tiring, is restless leg syndrome. But today I'm going to talk about restless leg syndrome in relationship to depression. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. I to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm going to not give you some information. Yay! A doctor. Um, which I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to The Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? Okay, so um, I'm talking about restless legs in relationship to depression because here's the thing. In my world, the restless leg syndrome, it is the king. And everything else has to revolve around that because if the restless legs keeps me up at night uncomfortable, I'm going to tell you right now, everything else is going to be screwed up. I'm going to be mad and angry the next day. I'm going to be, believe me, it is a chain reaction. And if you have restless leg syndrome or you know somebody has restless leg syndrome, if you're taking the medications, you might not be noticing this yet, but it will happen to you. And if you get off the medications and you have to deal with the restless leg syndrome as it is, believe me, it is a progressive illness. And if you do not maintain the restless legs as though it is the most important thing in your life you're going to have things that stem from it that are going to be just make everything so much worse and that is going to bring me to the topics which are a the social side effects of restless leg syndrome and restless leg syndrome and depression and why i'm putting it with depression is because depression is not only a side effect of restless leg syndrome, but also is a like a, a precursor, <coughs> a thing that can <coughs> a thing that can make it worse, and um, in multiple ways. Okay, but it is my belief and the belief of many uh, doctors that I have looked into the way that restless legs is treated that is heavily related to dopamine. Dopamine intake, dopamine uptake, dopamine utilization, uh, and then that will back you up to like iron in the blood. And like when you get the whole workup for the restless legs from a professional like Dr. Posita, you'll learn a lot about it. Or if you subscribe to the Restless Legs Society and you get the Restless Legs magazine every quarter, you're going to have information in there that you're going to find really helpful. But anyways, I digress. What I'm talking about is that the dopamine 
problem with restless legs, it spills out because dopamine is related to so many things that we do during the day. Now, if we come across a state of depression, such as the death of a family member or like COVID-19 affecting your relationships with your family or communist takeover of your country that's trying to get everyone to take a deadly vaccine and misinformation and people that agree with you being called liars and conspiracy theorists, whereas people that are spreading a bunch of crap are called truth tellers. I just don't get it. But this kind of thing can affect the way that your body will utilize dopamine. And when your body's sucking up dopamine, the restless legs is going to have believe me my brain cannot get enough dopamine there is nothing i can do and when a thing happens that causes me to utilize even more dopamine i mean it's coming out of my organs i have lost weight because my body is just like sucking for dopamine and so when your body is doing that it's going to try to get you to do things like eat sugary foods to try to feel better it's gonna try to get you to to uh your body is craving for this dopamine that you're never going to be able to give it enough and so your body is going to like i don't know how to describe it coming from your body because it seems like you're like but you're going to crave crave for sex crave for uh stimulation of any kind you know what I mean? Vacation, go to the beach, da, 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 get out of the house. You're going to feel anxious. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel whatever. And your body is going to crave for the, all the wrong things because it thinks it's going to help because it no longer can crave for dopamine because dopamine doesn't work anymore. Okay, I don't even know how to explain this on a medical Like this is really, there's a lot of science behind this, okay? And I could point you, I have a folder as thick as a phone book that I got from my counselor who helps me deal with my dopamine issues. And I, you know, also with things from my doctors and whatever. There is so much science behind this, but I am simplifying it for you who suffer because who wants to know every little last thing? You can research it. The bottom line is restless leg syndrome as also related to amphetamine abuse, which is, could be related, and also dopamine agonist medication use, which was for the restless legs, eventually you're going to wind up with a lot of really hungry dopamine receptors and an inability to create enough dopamine. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. Or you're going to end up with a lot of dead dopamine receptors and a lot of like miscellaneous spurts of dopamine that don't have a way to be uptaken into the blood. Or you're going to have combinations of both. Or you're going to have no dopamine output and no dopamine input in which you're going to be like craving for any possible thing. So when I crave, first of all, I try to take I try to give myself the building blocks of dopamine, first of all. But I do not believe that my body correctly uh, deals with dopamine. But as a baseline, I try to give my body what it needs. 
because otherwise there's just no hope whatsoever. Now about the depression, depression also is related to dopamine. It I don't have as much information medically about depression, but I have enough experience with depression that I know that it just sucks dopamine out of you. You know what I mean? It just causes you to just have a need. That's why people drink or use drugs when they're depressed because they try to substitute for that dopamine, okay? And I don't know the exact chemical relationship with serotonin, blah, 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 blah. but I know that if you have restless leg syndrome as your first priority, it's going to help you with depression. And the reason that I say that, and I suffer from, believe me, trust me, the bottom line is you're going to have to learn how to suffer until it gets better. But here's how it works. If I make the restless legs the number one priority, and I do, no matter how depressed I am, no matter how happy I am, no matter what mood I'm in, if I remember that I have restless legs and that I'm going to need to eat certain foods at certain times a day and not do certain things and, and behave a certain way, if I keep that in mind at all times and focus all my behaviors around that, as drab and, I don't know, doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but as hideous as that might sound, it, it really is the key to better comfort because if I don't think about the restless legs and I get out of whack and I let depression take me further out of whack, then what's going to happen is the restless legs is going to get worse. And then when the worst restless legs comes like a major dopamine like cycle, okay, like it's going to be like, it take once the restless legs is out of whack, it takes days to weeks to months to get it under control. I'm not kidding you, okay? I, I started getting up too early. It takes me weeks to get back into the, it's so not easy, okay? I don't want to say hard. It's too harsh, too permanent of a word. It's less easy, but it is more challenging. And so if you keep that restless legs focus on there, then you're going to do all the right things to keep the restless legs in check. They are the same things that help with depression, let me repeat that. They are the same things that help with depression. Okay? So for me, it's very about keeping a routine. And believe me, when I'm depressed, it's last night I so did not want to do my routine. Oh my God, did I not want to do my routine. And I was laying in my bed at 9 o'clock just tired, thinking, oh God, I've, I can't do this. And then at 11 o'clock, I got up, out of my, got up off the bed. I said, I can't do that. I can't lay in bed being uncomfortable for three hours and then just go right to bed. I've got to do my routine. I wasn't even going to do it. Then I did. I washed my dishes and then I was awake again. And then I took my 11 o'clock vitamins and then I did everything. And it ended up that I went to bed at the right time and it worked out fine. But if I had gotten off the routine, I had an option right then and there. I guarantee you that today would be a disaster. I guarantee it. Okay. And so what I'm trying to say is that restless legs and depression are, they can be an overlapping problem and that if you are suffering from depression and you have restless legs, that for me, it's best to put the restless legs first and that the depression will then 
come it will come it will heal its it will it will I'm not gonna say it's gonna heal itself it will fall into line okay but if you do allow the depression to get you off your restless legs syndrome maintenance it is gonna only sink you further into depression and so solving the depression first and getting off the restless legs program you, you you're gonna it's gonna be so much harder so if you're suffering from the dual diagnosis of restless legs and depression focus on restless legs and the depression will be fall into line I'm not going to say easy to handle it will fall into line where that the overlapping symptoms at least will not be doubled up you will not be making the problem worse okay and now i want to um shift gears just a tiniest bit this is related it's a related topic restless i touched I the radio i touched on this the other day uh, in a podcast and i got so many hits on it that i want to readdress it and maybe add to or take from i don't know uh the social side effects of having restless leg syndrome now for me it came up in the instance of somebody trying to go on a date with me i think it was a date and how did i react to it and how did i deal with it and it turns out and this is still a thing i how do i even say i have fear and shame about talking about my restless leg syndrome in a setting where it's perfectly fine to talk about it Uh, i'll talk about it here i'm talking to my computer right now and then it goes out to you guys i don't know who you are but it seems like I'm in a CMA meeting. I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. And I'm talking about my issues a little bit, and I don't refer to restless leg syndrome as restless leg syndrome. I will say I have nerve damage. I have a nerve problem. And I think that part of the problem is because the name restless leg syndrome sounds so stupid and frivolous that it makes it when people hear it they say what's that that doesn't that's so what get up and walk around they don't realize the ramifications and they don't realize what it actually comes from is like a seriously bad chemical uh chemistry problem in the body you know what i mean it's like it's a disease so um you know i don't really refer to it as restless leg syndrome and i don't know whether that's good or bad you know i I, I'm, i'm trying to you know, when I mention it, like when I was on the, considering dating this person, I could tell them I have restless leg syndrome or else I could mention that I have a nerve problem. You know what I mean? Which one is going to give it the impact that it really deserves? And so I said, well, I have a nerve problem. And see, I do this a lot. And I'm wondering, you know, it's a social side effect because what I'm, real, what I'm recognizing is I have shame around it. And I have shame around it based on the name of the disease, not around what I actually have. What I actually have, I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm embarrassed by it. And the difference between shame and embarrassment is shame is you feel like you are bad. Embarrassment, it feels like something about you has been exposed that maybe you didn't want people to know about or something that is kind of like personal. You know what I mean? And so I don't really mind if people know that I have restless leg. In fact, I think it's better if they know because then they're not going to invite me to a thing that I have to make an excuse to not go to. 
But here's a little list of some of the social impacts of restless leg syndrome, okay? I can't go to a movie. I can go out to dinner, but I have to go someplace I can get up and walk around a lot. Um, I can't be in a confined space. I can't be in things where sitting down is, you know, important. One-on-one things where it feels like I have to be totally focused. It's not going to work that well. Um, what else? Things involving sweets or foods. Um, things that happen at certain times of day when I can't sit down. I can't fly on a plane. Uh, it's hard to take long drives in a car if somebody else is driving. Uh, or it's hard to take long drives in a car if I'm driving. I got to stop a lot. Um, let's see what else. That's That's enough. Because those are all things that involve my interactions with other people. Oh, a lot of times I get invited to stuff and I have to say no. And I don't want to, people go, well, why? And see, here's the thing. Once somebody says why and I start making up excuses, I'm invalidating my own sickness and I'm giving myself a reason to be ashamed. What I should do is say, because I have restless legs and that doesn't work for me. You should just proudly announce like, Okay, I can't go to the movie with you because movies make me very uncomfortable because I have restless leg syndrome. And then let the chips fall where they fall. You know, it's so hard to just be really real when you have restless leg syndrome because it seems so stupid. You know, people that don't have it, they just don't. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't have restless legs, I'm not trying to insult you. It's very, it's very impossible to, like my friends that have known me for years that know I have restless leg syndrome, like the guy that cuts my hair and I can't sit still in the barber shop, you know, he's very sensitive to it, but he has no idea. Like when I tell him, oh yeah, sometimes I can't, you know, when I have to go a number two late at night, I can't sit down on the biffy. I have to like move around. He's like, really? It's that bad? Like, yeah, absolutely. You know? Uh, you know, so it's like I couldn't travel with somebody and share a hotel room, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and so there are de- definitely are very um, serious social ramifications of restless leg syndrome. And if you're taking, okay, so if you're taking the medication, there's another issue because you got to take that medication. And I'm telling you, it has side effects. All right. For me, it made me very grumpy, tired, edgy. And if I took the medication and then I was tired, then and you try to talk to me, and then in the morning it made me so sick and it was so unpredictable. And without taking the medication, there's another whole social issue, which is I got to take the the magnesium at a certain time. I got to go, stay up late. I can't do anything before twelve noon. I can't. You know what I mean? There's so many things, and each thing is connected to a web of other things. You know what I mean? So I'm not here this morning trying to just be negative or not. I hope I'm, in fact, I hope I'm not being negative. I'm trying to be really honest and I'm trying to be honest in the hopes that somebody who suffers and somebody who doesn't suffer but knows somebody who suffers or even doesn't, you know, that you will have a better understanding. And if you're a person who suffers, The thing that I have found is just knowing that there's somebody else who totally gets it is really 
freaking helpful, you know? And I have found very few, but I once in a while I find somebody and when they get it, and even the ones that take the medication have a harder time understanding dealing with it without medication. But I do know a few. We're few and far between. And sooner or later, if you're on the medication, I guarantee you, sooner or later, you're going to wish you weren't. And so this is my warning to you, my message to you, that if you have restless leg syndrome, and I hate that I talk about this every damn day. You know, there's so many more things to talk about. But lately, for me, this has, I've been so depressed. I've been so frustrated and so uncomfortable. And since my dad died, you know, I don't have, I, I, I'm starting to make new friends, but I don't want to burden them with negativity, you know? And it's so hard to wake up in the morning and just flip my head around and just try to be this person. And then like, here I am in my house alone. And what outlet do I really have? The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. If you like listening to The Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. But I have a podcast and people listen and sometimes they don't listen and you know what? I don't know who you are, but I feel like I'm talking to somebody. And I had a radio show once back a couple of years ago. I really liked it. And I had good ratings, you know. I miss having that that outlet. And um, yeah, I played music in between all the babblings that I babbles. So gave me time to collect my thoughts. And I did, you know, traffic and weather and all that. But, you know, nowadays I just talk about the real issue at hand. And, you know, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. Um, what I am is a person who has got a grave amount of experience with the topics of which I address and especially restless leg syndrome and especially right now. And, you know, soon there will be this year, I promise you 2022, there'll be new topics, but, um, you know, I, I, as soon as I get to where I feel like I'm in a, in a, in a linear thing with the restless leg syndrome, you'll find another topic and I'm getting there. I don't think it's far off. And I think that I'm handling it well with the depression. And I really think, really, really think this. And if you have restless legs, you probably already think this too. That if you make the restless legs the first thing, then the next things, I have two or three co-occurring disorders. If I make the restless legs the first thing, the other things fall in line in the order that they need. If I put anything else in front of restless legs, restless legs gets out of whack everything falls apart okay i know people that are in like rehab programs from like 12 step and whatnot and they always say put your program first well and i have a program for you know for addiction use for me the restless legs has to come first because once i stop dealing with that then all the other issues go out of whack i put restless legs and then recovery and then like my medical issues pain management and all that but restless legs comes first because if it's out of whack nothing else works period okay and on emphasis i um that's the emphasis right there so i just want to let you know that um this is a new year and uh you know despite how last year ended and despite how uncomfortable 
that it might be right now. I'm trying to start the new year with a positive outlook. And, you know, it's it's not 100% easy for someone like me. And if you're listening to my podcast, there's maybe, the, maybe because you, you know, something that you want to hear. I don't really try to cater to that. I try to just say what I say. But, you know, there's we always can touch somebody, right? Uh, my goal in the world is that I really would like it if I, I would like it if somebody else can avoid the mistakes that I've made so that their life doesn't have to follow the path that mine followed. Now, there's been great things in my life, and I would love it if people could follow those great things and do those great things. But I would also love it if people did not have to make the same mistakes that I've made. So I sort of, you know, just lay it all out there, you know, how I am and, you know, what whatever the repercussions of that are, you know, uh, this is me. I'm the Dave Fremlin show. It's not about the somebody else show. You want a show, make your own show. Podcasts aren't that expensive to run. All righty. So uh, today is Sunday. It's a mediocre day in Central Florida. And uh, hopefully you'll have a great day. Okay, thank you for listening. Bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.